that sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. I'm become, I'm become, I'm become the corner, the corner in my heart. <laughs> hey, you know what I thought about when the choir was singing, fam? You remember that that part on the league where you know uh, <laughs> Kevin ended up winning the sacko and Rexon was like. Black Choir, that's the first thing I thought about. <laughs> Welcome to another delicious episode of the High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. And as you can see, we are in a good mood because we are discussing the greatness that was the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. The Black Beavers and Butthead is back. What is going on, my brother? Whew, nothing much, man. Still on the high from this pay-per-view. And look... As wrestling fans, we've had a long week, but this was a fantastic way to cap it off because, yeah, man, like you said, it was just great. You know, it jumped off on the buy-in show with, you know, Dark Order taking on SCU, minus Christopher Daniels, who they, you know, asked to stay backstage. Look, once again, just all the storytelling that's been going on with the majority of things that's been well, not the women's division, not so much, but <laughs> as far as the major plot points, they have turned this Dark Order storyline like all the way around, considering how much it's got shitting on in the beginning. And I'm just ready to see who the exalted one was, is, you know what I'm saying? Now, granted, Matt Hardy did come out and officially announced that he is officially a free agent, so fingers crossed for that. But as far Join as the match goes, Please and thank you. And as far as the match go, in my opinion, the right team won. Dark Order did need to get the win, but honestly, it was more about what happened post match. <sighs> Dark Order ended up attacking Scorpio Sky, and out of all people, music who hit your boy Chicago's own Coach Cabana came out the well try to make the save but he just got our number fan you know what I'm saying like I was talking about the minions just jumped in and swarmed on Coco Banner like he was twisted on the beat fam so <laughs> Christopher Daniels ended up coming out there and making the save and you know even the odds and then send Dark Order out there packing but overall how did you feel about the buy-in match um I don't want to sound biased, but this is how you're supposed to do a pre-show match. Let it actually mean something and have storyline meaning versus, oh, well, Dom and Terry just started beefing Monday, so let's have them fight Sunday at Revolution. I just, yeah, I mean, like you said, it meant, it meant something. The crowd was invested into it. And even the following match between Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes. Okay, so 
there's a lot of mixed reactions to this match. I thought the match was fine. It wasn't just nothing, you know what I'm saying, just blockbuster, nothing like that. But to me, the best part of the match was before it even started, when Dustin Rose came out there with that shirt that said, I'm here to fight Jericho's bitch. <laughs> like I said, in my opinion, the match was solid. How did you feel about Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes? I mean, I enjoyed the match. The right man won with that being Jake Hager. Um, look, I don't know what people was expecting. Is is Jake Hager who, you know, never really just been known to give us five-star matches. And for all the, the love and admiration we give Dustin for being 50-plus and still hanging, is uh, hanging with the youngsters, you know. We don't expect him just to give us a five-star match either. No. It was a solid, entertaining opener. They got the crowd very invested. And this could have been someone's first time watching an AEW pay-per-view. And after that match, they was like, okay, let's see what happens next. Because honestly, like, even though the in-ring action was just okay, they did a good job because you can tell that they legit, like, hated each other. You know what I'm saying? You could tell it was a story behind it. And I think that's, like, what really saved this match. You know what I'm saying? Because it was the reason why they was fighting. You know, like, Jake Hager broke Dustin's forearm. And that's why he was so upset. You know, so the story is what really carried this match, in my opinion. And like you said, the match was fine. But, man, look. Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen was just like injecting heroin into your neck <laughs> on both sides. And Not then for just real, because literally as soon as Darby Allen came out while Justin Roberts was making an announcement, he done already shot outside the ring and hit Sammy Guevara with a suicide dive, bro. I'm I think what a good First, what five to six minutes they was whooping each other ass before the match even before the bell even rung before the match officially started. Yeah, if because, not even a little bit longer, shit. Oh, man, Sammy Guevara is just so awesome, yo. Just he is so fantastic. That six thirty cents on he hit through the table onto Darby Allen was a thing of beauty, fam. That's really the only way I could describe that. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said about it, because, I mean, look, we we tell y'all to go watch the match, and if y'all don't do it, then you're doing a disservice to yourself, because usually if we tell you to go watch something, it's worth it. This is definitely one of them goddamn moments. And I do like the fact that they they found a way to play off of, you know what I'm saying, Darby Allen's, like, initial bots. Because, you know what I'm saying, he was about to go through, you know, do a suicide dive through the ropes on the uh, Sammy Guevara, who he had draped up on the barricade. But his legs had ended up catching the top rope, and, it, you know what I'm saying, he ended up being short. But I like the fact that they, you know, like, they played that. Actually into sold the, it. But, right. So, you know, like, props to them. That avalanche Spanish fly. From the Spanish guide off the top rope was it was a thing of beauty, man. And like honestly, you probably gonna hear both of us say this a lot on this 
particular episode to like just go watch it because literally <laughs> you can say that the, about a lot of the matches on her man and this is definitely one of them but Sammy Guevara's arrogance fam got the better of him he decided to expose the turnbuckle like a dumbass <laughs> then got monkey flipped into the flipping stunner into a beautiful coffin drop which is one of my favorite finishes in AEW a boy Darby Allen gets the one, two, three, and gets the dub. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Thoughts? <laughs> um, I love the match. It was awesome. Is a uh, fantastic storyteller because you know the the match pretty much came about because Sammy crushed. Darby's uh, uh, Darby's throat on the skateboard. So certain times that like Sammy did little shit like kick the rope when Darby was laying on it. Like just little small things like that from these two young kids are fantastic. Because Darby's what like still in his 20s as well, right? Yeah, they both in their 20s. Early 20s, I think. They they have nothing but, but okay. So there's nothing but time and you know opportunity left for both of these young men to grow mm-hmm. and become phenomenal superstars. And like, bruh. And Sammy is 26. So yeah, they still got plenty of time. They're not even in their prime yet, really. Truthfully, so. And Sammy having the, the stamp of approval from Jericho says a lot. And Darby just being Darby, he has that old school um, ECW, WWF type feel. Mm. Him and Jimmy Havoc. And I like the fact that once again that he's a quote-unquote AEW homegrown talent and he just... Both of them feels like, you know what I'm saying, they are the future of, like, this company. You know what I'm saying? Sammy Guevara is definitely going to have him, him an AEW World Championship run in his future. You know, like, Darby Allen. So, I can, I can see both of them, like, just feuding for the championship over the next 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm looking forward to it. Now, if that was an injection of heroin, this tag team title match between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks was a combination of a speedball all together because you literally got everything in this match, man. Like, honestly, just like you said, just go watch it. I feel like us talking about it won't do it justice, but once again, storytelling. You gonna hear this a lot. And I specifically want to point it out because, like, you know, everybody just makes it seem like there's nothing but just, you know, just flips and, and that's it. But, no, there's actual storytelling. Sorry to cut you off, but the 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 flips were actually low for a Young Bucks match. It, it really was. Like, it wasn't as crazy as they usually be and could get. And really, the match really picked up at the point to where 
and where Hangman Page had spit in Matt Jackson's face. I think after that, that's when, like, the aggression kicked up, you know what I'm saying? And then the Young Bucks kind of was acting a little heelish in this match. You know, I could be mistaken, but... Nah, they was, they was low-key healing it up from the get-go, though. That's true. At one point, you know what I'm saying, Hangman was about to hit him with a mean power bomb through the table. But, you know, Kenny Omega was like, nah, chill out. You know, so he intervened. That's what I'm saying. Like, like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kenny Omega is, like, stuck in between, you know what I'm saying? Like, his friends. Hangman Page like, look, man, we got to defend these tag team titles. That's all I care about. And that's exactly the attitude he had the whole time. I think probably one of my favorite moments of the match was when, you know, he paid homage to, you know, our boy Marty Scroll. You know, he did the good old kick and spin with the good old chicken wing. <laughs> just, yeah, man. Just, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. You know, Matt Jackson did a fantastic job, you know, selling his back because we all know that he does. He's been having back issues since New Japan. So, seeing that come into play. Now, speaking of what you said about them being kind of heelish the whole match, that indie taker that they hit on Hangman Page on the ramp, fam, I thought that was it. Oh, they tried to kill Hangman. Between them rolling uh, Northern Light suplexes that, that he got hit with, followed by that indie taker, yeah, they was trying to kill him. Could it, that release on that third one, that thud, yeah, that was nasty, fam. <laughs> like for real, that was nasty, yo. I just look, man. Between Kenny Omega kicking out at one when he got hit with the golden trigger, I mean, the fact that the Young Bucks even hit him with the golden trigger in the first place, Nick Jackson kicking out the block side. I, I didn't think it was it the first time, but the second time I thought that was going to be it. When I hit him with the double super kick after he told him, to, you know what I'm saying, hit me again. Yeah. So did I. Even though the cameraman almost blew it and missed the shot. But once again, selling came into play. You know, Kenny Omega was trying to hit the one-wing angel on Matt, I want to say. I think that was Matt Jackson, wasn't it? Yeah. One of them. But either way it go, he couldn't do it because, you know, the shoulder was still hurting from the, the Iron Man mess he had with Pac. Bruh, Hangman Page down there hit a more beautiful one-winged angel than Kenny Omega be doing. It be like that sometimes. But he ended up hitting both Young Bucks with the Buckshot Lariat. One, two, three. Him and Kenny Omega are still your AEW Tag Team Champions and and I'm going to sound like a dick asking your thoughts because I feel like I've said damn near everything about it. But just easily candidate for match of the year, even though the year just started. But I don't, yeah. This has got to be up there. So overall, no, thoughts for me. Just, yeah, man. Just take it away, fam. Like, okay. So this was fantastic tag team wrestling. The elite is just elite, pun intended. Like these four men, the fact that they're so close and they know each other so well showed. And 
I know we still have a few more matches to cover, but easily for me, this is my match of the night. Mm-hmm. And considering what I had to deal with two nights or two days prior, rather, with a 53-year-old winning a Universal Championship, this was a very, very pleasant reprieve. I feel sorry for for everybody else who had to follow this because honestly, they could have packed it up and went home after that. Nobody would have been upset. Agreed. But post-match, I don't know about you, but I definitely thought we almost got a third Buckshot Larry. Not even that, though. But did you kind of have noticed before that, like, the way the Young Bucks was kind of standing, it looked like they could have, like, you know, set Hangman Page up with a double super kick. Triple, because at one point, all three of them were standing. That That's true, too. So... There were little teases from, you know what I'm saying, all sides involved, though, but, oh, man, how can you, I don't know, man, I don't know if you could turn Hangman Page, man, actually, I don't even think it'll be a turn, because even when he, like, stepped away post-match, you know what I'm saying, and not, not shake their hands, like, the crowd actually cheered for that, because, I mean, still- honestly, I feel like the crowd more so want him to be the the loner. Yeah. Because when you spit in Matt Jackson's face, they was chanting cowboy shit. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's a whole lot of cowboy shit. Like, I, I watched this match. I watched this whole pay-per-view, honestly, post-work. By the time I got to this match, it was like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. At the end of the match, I was like, man, I need me a beer or a, a glass of whiskey or something to celebrate with my nigga. Oh, man. Because I was wide yeah. awake. How could you not be? Now, quick question. When he did grab the beer and he kind of like, you know, put it up, was he cheering to like the person that gave him the beer or was he cheering to like the Bucks? Because the Bucks was like down there in that same area too. I think it's the Bucks. It was to the Bucks, but he wanted it to be interpreted like it was to the guy as well. Ah, okay, gotcha. Because I did kind of. You know, he almost grabbed the beer from the other side. He did. That's true. So, I, see, just once again, man, just the, the slow, the slow burn for wh- whatever is gonna happen. Because honestly, we thought it was just gonna be just automatically Hangman Page is gonna turn, but the way that the young bus has been kind of acting, it's we don't know what the hell is gonna happen, and that's the great thing about being a wrestling fan. Sometimes when you don't know what they're gonna do. And one more thing before we get off of this. I'm sorry, but I agree with Adam. Fuck them. They was talking shit about how I was the jobber of the group. So, nah, I ain't trying to shake y'all hand post-match after I just damn near clotheslined y'all head off. Nope. And you should have to break my fucking neck. So, nah, I'm good on that. You know what? I didn't even think about that. You know what? You're right. You just, you just basically like I saved my career. Yep. By all means, Adam, keep doing your cowboy shit. And look, whatever match that was going to have to follow this was going to have a difficult time because, for one, I was exhausted after the tag match, so I know the crowd 
you know what I'm saying, was even more exhausted. But to be honest with you, I feel like Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander did a good job considering what they had to follow. Yeah, I you mean, know? the only only issues I really have with it was, like, a few botches here or there. The Superplex, specifically. That and the Powerbomb at the end. Yeah, because Nyla could not get her, <laughs> could not get her all the way up, but... Honestly, that's my only gripe. The match was solid. You know, not, that was a nice uh, spirit she hit through the rope. You know, Johnny Gargano nah, would have been... for real, though. Um, yeah, uh, that's really all I got. And no disrespect to them. Like I said, the match was solid. It was a good match. It's just one of those... Eventually, they're going to have to do a better job, like, with storytelling with the women, though. You know what I'm saying? Because... Like, the crowd got into it eventually, but I feel like if they would have did a better job, like, promoting this match, it would have, like, yeah. you know. Now, go ahead. Yeah, because yeah, my thing is, I knew every other match that we was getting on Revolution. I didn't even know Nala Rose was defending her championship until, like, three, four hours beforehand. Same. So it's like, I mean, I get that, you know, it's a pay-per-view and technically your champion should be defending, but at this point, I would rather I just get Riho her rematch. Yeah, just got that out the way. So, I mean, yeah, I agree. That's like, you know, the only gripe with, you know, this whole match. But like I said, considering what happened before that, like, Props to you, like props to you, ladies. It's just now, where do y'all go from here? Because if we're gonna just establish that Nyla Rose is the champ, you're gonna have to do a better job of like building up, you know what I'm saying? Like her competition to make you even think that they're gonna be able to beat her. I mean, because we obviously want to see Big Swallow versus Nyla Rose, like we know how that is gonna be, but everybody else, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to do a better job of like getting us behind them, but. But they're doing a good job. Turned to Doctor Hill, so right. So now you're gonna have to like get another top baby face that's not Rio. And but Chris Atlanta did kick out the initial beast bomb though, so it's not like she just looked weak in the situation. It technically took a super beast bomb to beat her. All right, and I mean Chris, you know, looked good in the match. By all means, it's just like we said. After that 30-minute tag team match, you could have had MJF and Cody behind it, and we probably would have been able to find something wrong with it just because it came behind that tag team match. Speaking of that match, how did you feel about MJF versus Cody? And, look, I'm just going to say this. Cody, don't have the niggas perform your theme song again. Nah. Um, first of all, Don Strait performs his theme song? Yeah. Never knew that, and I've listened to it a few times outside of AW. Yeah, that was one that I could have done without being live. Yeah. Especially since, you know, we got this long, dramatic-ass, unnecessary-ass entrance, which I gave him a pass for because he was actually fighting this time. But the whole damn song, though? Look, fam, I don't know what Don Stray charged per appearance, but 
Carter say, fuck y'all, I'm getting my money's worth. And then, look, I am as happy to see Steve Amell as anybody, but it was like just him and a bunch of random people that just came out, you know what I'm saying, on the ramp. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Nah, for real, though. I'm like, wait, why y'all got on Jericho gear? Right. I'm just like. <laughs> I give y'all an A for effort, but. And I mean, I look, I understand that they wanted to give it a big feel. And that's why certain things during the match happened. But fuck it. Let's just get it out the way now. So there's a part of the match where MJF supposedly is busted open, right? Mm-hmm. First off, what cut him? The blade that the referee handed to him. If that, because the 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 injury happens after he gets hit with hit with a disaster kick from Cody, who doesn't even have on his boot. Maybe he hit him with a to- with a loose toenail, fam. Which is possible, since you know MJF did bite bite his toe. Exactly, get but- a hangnail. But five minutes later, blood dry as hell. We don't we didn't watched enough Ric Flair matches, enough Triple H matches, yeah, enough Cody matches to know that when niggas are leaking for real, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like the, the 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 canvas is gonna be literally covered in that shit, <laughs> and you may be seen one baby spot. Cody ain't really had no blood on him from it. He really didn't. And like, and you know, yeah. when Triple H busted open Roman Reigns, he wiped it on his face. That's how much blood he he caused to leak. Man, say. Hell, so y'all out here using... Opened up Randy the hard way. Nah, for real, though. Y'all out here using pig's blood like y'all in carry. <sighs> I mean, ultimately, I enjoyed the match, including the end result, because it was unexpected, and it caught me off guard like a motherfucker. The right call, in my opinion. Same, and it's gonna it's gonna build Cody into even more of a bigger star. It's like MJF is almost in that that Cody spot when Cody uh was in Ring of Honor. Mm, I like that. And MJF is one of AEW's biggest heels. Actually, not yeah. even just AEW; one of wrestling's biggest heels, to be honest. Easily. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of laughed when Orin got kicked in the face. I did, too, especially considering the way Tony Giovanni and Jim Ross made it seem like it was just the most devastating thing that ever happened in life. I mean, you act like the ref made it any better the way he flew out out the ring to go check on him. Yo. 
don't, he he slid out the ring quicker than that ref did when he screwed uh, Kevin Owens after the match with <laughs> Randy Orton. Nah, for real. Check Seth Rollins like, are you okay? Like, chill out, fam. But I mean, you know, it was it was a little bit too many of the outside shenanigans that went on. Like sometimes you could kind of overbook a match, and you know they kind of did a few things here that you was like you didn't really have to do all that, but. Considering the way Cody handled like the loss, like you said, it's definitely gonna be a part two, and MJF was gonna have to get a win, especially if they are gonna end up wrestling again. You never know; it might be at the Blood and Guts, you know, special that they announced, which mm-hmm. I cannot wait for. Basically, it's gonna be their war games. You know what I'm saying? And AWs always did a good job when it came to like theme shows. So yeah, this is gonna be fantastic, but. I can see them, you know, wrestling again. You know, like maybe Cody's career gonna be on the line, but if he beat MJF, he can challenge for the title again. You know, just like something like stipulation like that. It's gonna have to be something big, so that way when Cody does get the win, the crowd is gonna go even more ape shit than you know we already know that they would. Cause bruh, the crowd was looking defeated when Cody lost, fam. <laughs> Nah, for real though, especially after they went eight shit after the ref allowed Cody to pop MJF with the belt a second time. Shout out to the ref for that. He was just like, all right, fuck it. You got it. Cody was like, like, I own the company. I just want one. (laughs) Right. That's all I ask for is just one more, fam. And he gave it to him. And then somebody got a hell of a souvenir. Hey, you would have had to be scrapping in that in that uh in that lower level. Yeah. You would have thought I was uh you would have swore I was Gronk on the goal line diving for a pass. I'd have been five rows back and you were just seeing me flying. Boy. Like at that old baseball game, that dude jumped out the bleachers to catch the ball. <laughs> just like that, fam. Now, bro, the tag team match was my favorite, but in like a 1A, 1B situation, Pac versus Orange Cassidy has to be the 1B to the tag team title match, bro, because I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of this match, bro. Is it safe to say he tried? He tried. Like... And look, for people that don't like Orange Cassidy, fuck you. If this if this if this match don't change your mind, then you just being a dick. You know what I'm saying? Because he actually shows you what you wanted to see that he can wrestle. I mean, the people that knows Orange Cassidy knows he can wrestle anyway. That's why a lot of us wasn't even tripping on everything. But it's his fucking character. It's his character. He shows his you character he can is wrestle. he's too cool to actually fucking wrestle. Thank you. But look at the entrance. Way at whatever. Whatever. From wherever. (laughs) (laughs) His pyro was even lazy. That's the pyro I want you to have in my wedding. (laughs) Then I'm going to be like, can I get a speech from the best man? I'm going to just throw the lazy thumbs up. Congratulations. Thumbs up. And it's going to be... And they're going to pay him back to me, and I'm just going to be putting my hands in my pocket. Bruh. 
before he even did anything, just him and Pac, Pac just staring each other down, the crowd was just saying, holy shit. Like, he is probably one of the most over people in wrestling. I was going to say in AEW, but in wrestling as a whole, dog. Just... Honestly, he was getting popped just for breathing. Yeah, literally. Just for just literally just standing there. Day one. Like, there was one moment where he was like rolling out of the ring to avoid the black arrow. And then Neville tried to, uh, my bad, oops, the bastard Pac, please don't come kill me, <laughs> was, you know, got out the ring and tried to chase him down. And like Orange Cassidy rolled back in the ring and just smiled at him. That one smile got such a big reaction. It's like ridiculous. Especially considering, I feel like that was a genuine smile, too, because it was a few times, too, that uh, Pac was good. Uh, he was he was trying to contain himself from laughing because you could tell he was enjoying the hell out of every moment of this, dog, just like we was. And props to him, too, because his reactions and the way that he was helped selling it was, you know what I'm saying, it made the match even that much more special. And he also showed that he can work with absolutely anybody. I just, I just love this match, fam. Just you know, the, the moment crowd was like getting... when Pac even did the kicks like uh, Orange Cassidy, bro. Even Tony Schiavone and Jim, even Tony Schiavone was just like, you know what? I am enjoying this, and I never thought I would say that. That I feel like that was a genuine line. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how he genuinely felt. Like I didn't even think that I would enjoy this as much as I would. And the fact that the commentators was having so much fun on commentary. Le- you know what I'm saying? Legitimately. It wasn't nothing force fed. It wasn't nothing, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to oversell or overproduce nothing. Like that was all legitimately them just enjoying themselves. Like in this is one of the matches to where you got the best of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? You got your character. You got your fantastic character. You got your fantastic kill. You got your comedy wrestling, but you also got your technical wrestling because when, you know, when, said, when the bastard got angry, he actually started to whoop Orange Cassidy ass for a while. And so once Orange Cassidy actually started to try, I mean, he probably did the best orange drag I've ever seen in my life. You talking about the one when his hands was in his pockets? Yeah. Yep. That's Tornado DDT. Got one of the closest two counts. Bruh, the, if he would have won this match with that DDT, or just in general, yeah, the place would have erupted. But for some reason, the Lucha Bros decided to, you know, get involved. And that was, you know, enough distraction for, you know, the Bastard to go ahead and get the win, you know, like in a brutalizer. But, oh, man. Also, Orange Cassidy hit a way better Superman punch than Roman Reigns ever hit a day in his life. Ever will ever hit a day in his life. Thank you for the correction because that mud was beautiful. But uh, yeah, I man, so goddamn hard for a Superman punch. I didn't even think it was possible. At first, I had to question myself. Like, wait, was that a Superman punch? No, oh, I knew exactly what it was when I seen it. I was like, see, Roman, that's how you're supposed to punch. Because I was excited to see it. That's why I was. I had to question myself, like, wait a minute, is that a Superman punch I'm over here getting excited for? But, yeah, man, easily my second favorite match of the night. 
And, you know, considering how Lucha Bros has kind of been lost in the shuffle with the tag team division, maybe this is a good way for, like, them and, you know, the bastard to go ahead and, you know, click up and beef with the best friends. I have so, no problem seeing that you. Are they going to be the bastard and the Lucha Bros? Mexican? Overall, though, how did you feel about <laughs> versus Orange Cassidy, fam? A plus plus. It can have all the applause. Five oranges. Nah, hold back. Mm. Nah, nah, fuck that. This, 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 just because of that Superman punch can get a whole orange tree. That was a beautiful Superman punch, dog. Like no lie. I ain't, I never thought it could look so beautiful, fam. Cause like even on the games, even on like UFC where it's not even Roman doing it, it always looks so ugly. That it just needs to be freshly squeezed. That's all it was. The main event of the evening. Cue the black wire. <laughs> And just like you said earlier with Roman and the Superman punch, hey, yo, Cody Rhodes, if you're going to do a live entrance, that's how you do it, fam. Because. Come in, shit. If Jericho couldn't sing himself to the ring, that's the next best thing. And it, not to be I, funny, it might be, may have even been Kanye's choir. You know what? It, it actually could have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no BS, no jokes. Like, it actually could have been Kanye's choir. Because. They did a phenomenal job. And not only that, the crowd still got a chance to sing along because once they was done, Lady Champion music hit and out comes Chris Jericho. <sighs> you know what, bro? The I'm main event is all Santana and Ortiz. And look, second time in a row. Thank you for actually knowing the goddamn words. It was Chicago, so I really wasn't too worried. You know, Chicago is a fucking wrestling town. They probably knew the words before uh, AEW was even a thing, if we're being 100% honest. <laughs> nah, for real, though. I but, it. nah, same. But, oh my God. I don't even know where to start with this match. So, it is. It, it's funny because on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people talking shit Thursday about how we're up in arms about 153-year-old winning a championship, but not up in arms about another 53-year-old holding the championship. And it's almost like Jericho went out there and proved why we were so up in arms. Because him and the inner circle just had fantastic storytelling the entire goddamn match. From them targeting Moxley's eye, from them doing little small shit to get uh, Aubrey distracted so Santana and Ortiz can get involved. When um, Sammy ran in, 
when Jake ran in and got tossed, which shout out to Aubrey for being so goddamn animated. <laughs> that girl hit a uh, full circle throwing them out from the ringside area. I died laughing, fam. And look, we knew that Ancient was really wrong with his eye, but the pop when he removed the the eye patch and showed that his eye was fine was re fucking ridiculous. Amazing. And then paradigm shift one two three. Your new AEW world champion is the one and only John Moxley. Post match. John cut a beautiful promo, and honestly, damn it, I love this shit. <laughs> and honestly, only the way that he 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 could cut a promo, it was beer clock. I was spent. Dom, what was your thoughts on the main event? I absolutely loved it. Um, I was disgusted yet cheered when, you know, Moxley started biting the stitches, um, you know what I'm saying, on Jericho. And just once again, and I'm not, you know, fuck it, I'm sad anyway. They would not have been able to have this match in WWE. Mm-hmm. Even like, like little stuff like Jericho, you know what I'm saying, like ringing a, ringing a bell and declaring himself the winner, you know, it's like he, he would, like, it's little stuff like that that makes him one of the greatest of all time. And it was the right time to pull the trigger. I mean, for one, I think Fozzie is about to get ready to go on tour, but I think Jericho still got, like, Wednesdays off or whatever. But I didn't really see no reason for Jericho to retain. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of the hottest views right now. And I just want to say this. I'm getting real annoyed because I seen people talking about, oh, well, you got another ex-WWE guy as your champion. I don't see y'all say any of this shit about any other company. I don't see y'all saying Kevin Owens is an ex-Ring of Honor guy. Or basically anybody from Undisputed Era. I don't hear none of that. You don't hear no hear nobody saying shit when a, a former WWE guy wins the championship in any other promotion. Thank you. When Cody so, was out here carrying around the NWA, Ring of Honor, and New Japan belts, ain't nobody was saying shit about him being a former WWE guy. Nobody. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. Like, stop trying to use that as, you know what I'm saying, as just because somebody has a run somewhere, that doesn't mean, like, that's, you know what I'm saying, the only place that people know them from. At the end of the day, John fucking Moxley is your new AEW world champion, and I died laughing when, you know what I'm saying, he was, like, cutting the promo and did his music cut, then they played his music, he was like, hey, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I'm making this up as I go and that's another thing too like that was probably one of the first times you could like genuinely see him like happy well as happy as you'll be able to see John Moxley but you could tell like he was genuinely happy like at this moment because people gave him flack when he said it'll probably mean more than him to win like a W world title you know what I'm saying more than you know the WWE one. for one what would y'all expect for him to say he works there now and two I think his reaction 
was all the confirmation that you needed because, yeah, man, just fantastic all around, man. Just this pay-per-view as a whole was just fucking amazing, dog. Agreed. Like, as far as a grade, I would honestly rate it a solid A+. Because botches aside, little down moment during the Nala Rose, Chris Statlander, and that was only because of what it followed. This was a solid pay-per-view from start to finish. It was phenomenal storytelling. You close some stories. You love some open. I don't know what more people want. This was the best way for us to end the week off. Because we was bitching Thursday and Friday. But after, you know what I'm saying, after what happened on Saturday, we got a chance to wake up on Sunday refreshed and happy to be a wrestling fan again. So thank you, AEW Revolution. Just just thank you. Just go watch it. If you haven't watched it, just do yourself a favor. Honestly, I, I've watched it twice already. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. Just tell the people where they can find us, sir. You can find us and this podcast and any other previous episodes, including the one from this past Thursday. If you want us to recap it so you don't have to suffer through watching it, it's highflyerspodcast.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, be it Apple Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Google Play, etc. At High Flyers Podcast on Facebook and YouTube at High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. Um, on Twitter at under, oh shit. On Twitter at Podcast Flyers. Dom's is at Freshly Snipes 21. And yours truly is at underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, when we bring you our Impact slash AEW shows, top guys out.